Hey besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that what we discuss are our own thoughts and opinions. Just remember, we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. Also, beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first ever BFF Bookcast, where we will be discussing Book Lovers by Emily Henry. How annoying are we already? <laughs> We're the most annoying people on the planet. <laughs> Hopefully you have not already tuned out. Um, Please stick around. It's a great book. Stay for the book. I was going to say, our first like initial reactions to this book, or at least mine personally, um, I don't know if you saw the TikTok of me smacking myself in the face it was good. with the book, because it was, it was just... That incredible. Like, honestly, if you haven't picked it up, like, you need to go... Well, first off, just... I mean, thanks for the support, but, like, don't listen to us talk about it and ruin for you, because, like, it's worth the read. And that's coming from Katie, who loves spoilers. Loves a spoiler. Um, really quick, just, like, probably, like, a five-second synopsis of it. Um, the book follows Nora, who entire life is basically books. Um, sorry. And work. Well, yes. Um, but books are part... Are her true. job. So true. Starting out, when she was when she was younger, um, well, growing up, her sister, her mother, they kind of you know had this obsession with books every year. On the mom's birthday, they would go to the bookstore um, twelve twelve, which also happens to be my birthday. So, so this go, will be a new thing that we'll be doing. Yeah, twelve twelve at twelve. <laughs> um, but basically, like books are always a large part of her life. She ended up working in the publishing industry, dream job was an editor, um, but she. Currently, I believe, is managing an author. That's, like, her current role. Yes, correct. Um, anyway, long story short, she takes her job very seriously, obviously. Um, she needs the money to help support her sister, so she does not go for the editing role. But she does meet a lovely editor um, named Charlie, who they kind of get off on their own foot, but they end up in the same small town together, and chaos ensues. And just, it was everything. It was... It reminded me of a Hallmark movie, but from the point of view of the, like, the other love it. You know, like in Hallmark movies, um, it's like either a big town, like a big time, like city woman goes to the small town. Yeah. To that. like buy the winery and make a hotel instead, and, and falls in she, love with the yeah, small town. Yeah, she falls in time. Yes, or it's like the small town guy. He's engaged to somebody else, and he ends up falling for somebody in the small town who like comes to save her grandma's Christmas tree farm, <laughs> and he has to break up with his fiance from the big city so he can be with the Christmas tree farm. And just I don't know if you're like us, like we love Hallmark movies because they're just so bad that they're so good. This yes. is this is just so good because it's so good. Yes, like this is the opposite of that. Like she is one like she's the she's the other woman basically. She's Essentially. the girl whose boyfriend is always breaking up with her to date the cookie yes. maker. Um the Christmas cookie maker. Which she does always <laughs> say with like her ex-boyfriends like, "Oh, who are you leaving me for?" Like yes. and she does give a reference and it's freaking comical because yeah, that's how a Hallmark movie goes. Exactly. Um but you're getting it from like her point of view yeah. being like, "Okay, like it's basically bullshit." Agreed. That because who wouldn't want to be like Nora? I want to be Nora. I feel like we both kind of related to Nora. I related to Nora a lot in a lot of ways. Same. Um, 
I mean, she loves the city. I don't live in the city, but I love the city. That is one thing I do not relate to. <laughs> I like Chicago. <laughs> that been, counts. Been there once and is like, I like Chicago more than New York. No, but really. No. no, New York's cool. I think it's just more of like, every time I go, I have anxiety. So that could also be why. Spoiler alert, Katie has anxiety. <laughs> if no one's caught on to that yet. So I feel like I need like a good guide, even though like we live so close to it. Yes, I can understand that. Um, but no, she puts her career first. Mm-hmm. She puts her sister and her sister's well-being before her own. Um, like, and she works really hard. She's a really hard worker. She's a really hard worker, and she's she doesn't. Dedicated. Yes, and she doesn't want to let give anybody any, down. Yeah, she doesn't. Want, but she doesn't want to give any of that up. Which, like, I kind of say, I don't blame her. Like, when you earn something, you want to yeah. like maintain it, and you want to keep working hard for it. And then you just only want to keep like proving yourself even better than what you are. Exactly. So you go down this rabbit hole. Yes. Career ladies over here. We love <laughs> full-time, full-time jobs. Full-time jobs over um, here. <laughs> no, I mean like would it be nice to not have a job? Yes, yes. obviously. But we but both we like to- I mean we both have our masters. We both have gone through a lot of schooling. And it was nice to read about somebody who also had that kind of like educational background and, and who yes and who had the drive to be like okay like yes I may be in love with this person but I've been working hard towards this career and like the time is just not right for us right now which I think takes like a big person to do I feel like yes. that's something that you always kept saying about the book like you admired her more for the fact that she was able to say you know I love you and I want to be with you but like I want to put me first yes which is not something many people do no, and you don't see that a lot in books either. It's normally like they're giving up their dreams to be with each other or they're moving they're, away, away from family. Yes. To be with or someone. the dreams just like happen to like work out for the best. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, can you believe this crazy turn of events? Um, and there is nothing wrong with like giving up your life for somebody else's. Like my fiance, well, my husband, it was boyfriend yeah. at the time, ended up like leaving his job to move out of state for my job. Yeah. And then it was worked and vice versa. It's like totally okay. Yes. But, like it is like cool to see when you are a boss ass bitch yeah like okay yeah you keep doing you and i mean don't get us wrong this is a romance book so yeah. there's obviously a happily ever after <laughs> at the of end is. we crave a happily ever after but she got the man and she got the job and he got the job and he got the one like it all it worked it out for the best and it just and oh. you know at the end of the day as deb always says deb's my mom everything <laughs> happens for a reason <laughs> it all works out it all works out <laughs> um so yeah i mean i I loved, I mean, it, this was kind of marketed as an enemies to lovers. I don't think that they were enemies whatsoever at all. Um, I think that they were more, they got off on the wrong foot. And then as soon as they like met and actually spoke to each other, they was like an immediate connection. And it didn't take too long to kind of like get into that either, which mm-hmm. I liked because I can't, it almost, I don't want to say the word miscommunication because it's not a miscommunication, but like. Clearly, there was something going on in his life that yes. made him present a certain way, just like she had something going on in her life that made her present a certain way. Yeah. But, like, by freaking page 50-something, they were already in the banters about the Bigfoot erotica. Oh, um, with the Bigfoot erotica. I can just read. I want a novella just about the Bigfoot Me too. Erotica. Let's do it. <laughs> Not us. Em- Emily. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, please. I mean, so I know Katie hasn't read um, Beach Read or People We Meet on Vacation yet. Um, which this was are, my first Emily Henry, yes. and it was everything. And, and this some. is definitely her best to me. Um, I think Beach Read was a five out of five. People Meet on Vacation to me was about like a four, four and a half. Book Lovers is like a million out of five. 
Um, yeah, it's top charts. It like, just felt like a love letter to readers. Yes, it was so good. There's so many relatable quotes in here. Yes. For all readers. It's just, you can't, you, again, you were text, you read it first, shocker. Um, and she reads at warp speed and you kept texting Mary and I saying, I just can't stop smiling. Yeah. And you ca- I feel like you even kept saying like, it's just so relatable to like us as readers, yes. which is so cool when you can like really relate a lot to the content. So like I have this one quote tabbed and it's like Nora's inner monologue. And she says, is there anything better than an iced coffee in a bookstore on a sunny day? Absolutely not. And that like that quote is what this book felt like to me. Like this book felt like sitting at a sidewalk cafe on a sunny day drinking a nice coffee. Does that make sense? So good. Like yeah. that's that's the overall feeling that I got while reading this was just like a nice 70 degree day light breeze. Nobody freaking bothering me and a nice iced coffee. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> and then it's you so even good. have her like saying things like um you know, she's like, is this what people do? Do they, well, you know, she sees somebody handsome in town before she realizes Charlie's there. And she's like, oh, do we just, like, pick a small town, walk around, meet an impossibly good-looking stranger, like, fall in love, and, like, that's what life is? It's like, like she makes that, fun yeah. of the rom-com. It's yes. great. And it's like, yeah, like, that's literally in this, so many books. It's in so many movies. I know, it's so good. It's it's an amazing trope, but it's an amazing trope. I, I also, love that they were being called out. I love they're being called out, but I also love that, like, she kind of calls out I don't know if it's like a tri-state area thing or maybe like a New Jersey, New York thing. But again, because I've lived in South Carolina where everyone's just super kind and welcoming and just wants to talk to you. But when she gets in the car, they uh-huh. talk about like how, like, oh, like you must have family in town. Because yes. like that's why like no one else comes here. But like, and she's like, maybe it's the New Yorker in me or maybe it's the woman, but I'm not about to announce that we don't know anyone here. So I just say, what makes you say that? And that's like, I put like in the comments, like typical New Jersey, New York stranger danger thought, which is yeah. so true. Like I would never would go somewhere and be like, oh, we don't know anyone here. Like, no. And also <laughs> I, I don't know, but like if I get in a cab in New York and the, like, I don't want to be talked to. Like, I mean, we're a friendly bunch, but yeah. I don't want to talk to strangers. I know. <laughs> Maybe a northern thing. And again, it's not yeah. because we're mean. We're nice people. It's just like I got my brain's things. been going yeah. a million miles. I got other things. Time. I got other things to do. Um, I also was laughing. She says, uh, like, she sees Charlie. Um, he's in like a t-shirt, and she like sees his like arm, Ugh. and she's talking about like, oh, they're good arms. Like they're not ripped. They're just like attractively like lean. And she like says to herself, she's like, chill, Nora. Straight men have it too easy. Like, a heterosexual woman can see a very normal-looking non-sexual appendage, and biology is just like, step aside. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, but it's so true. Like, I was laughing, just like, yes. I remember, like, being in college and seeing my boy, well, he's my husband now, but he was my boyfriend at the time. Like, I don't know, like, the back of his head and being like, oh my god, his neck, like, the back of his head is so hot. Tom's arms were. Tom had very nice arms. No, but you know yeah, what I like mean. Like, like you just I was, have. Things. It was just like yeah. so relate. It was so relatable. I was like reading it and laughing. I was like, yes, like, or even I mean, like what, um, like the female gaze, like male hands, like the Pride and Prejudice, but it's just like, oh, yeah, and it's zooms in and he's just flexing his hand and like, why do women go crazy for that? But we do. We salivate over it. Yes, and I saw him reading it and I'm literally laughing out loud. And books don't typically make me no. laugh out loud. This one did. 
even um, back to like another relatable uh, comment, um, I've always considered myself an introvert, but the truth is I'm used to having people on all sides of me. You adapt to living life with a constant audience. It become audience. It becomes comforting. And it's so true because, again, like as yep. someone who's introverted, who does like their alone time, like an introvert or extrovert essentially. But I, again, moving outside of New Jersey was difficult because I'm used to like the hustle and bustle. Yeah. And it just was so cool to be like so relatable in a book. Yeah, there's nothing in this book that I did not relate to. Like, I feel like all we did was smile and talk about it. Yeah, it's the only, I mean, it's not even, it has nothing to do with Nora, Nora or Charlie, and I know that maybe I'll get some flack for this for people who have read it. I, I don't want to say I didn't like her. I had a, an issue with Libby throughout the story um, because I felt like she was making Nora feel bad for the things that Nora wanted in life. Like, for a woman who maybe doesn't want to have children, her sister, I think, as a as a mother, didn't understand it. And instead of trying to understand Nora's point of view, she was almost putting her down at times or trying to change who Nora was, um, which I know was a plot device for the story, but at the same time, it kind of turned me off about the character a little bit. Yeah, like, I think she had good intentions overall because at the same time, she like, your mom has passed. It's just been you and your sister all of your life. Like, you've been inseparable, but New York living super expensive, and she wanted to spread out with her family and have a yard and all that good stuff, maybe not have a husband that was working crazy jobs or hours. So, like, I understand why she'd want her sister to come. Mm-hmm. Just goes back to the communication thing. Like, right. just tell your sister. Right, yes. <laughs> but I know that would make for a good plot point. So. Well, yeah, there would be no book if Libby was just like, hey, by the way, Nora, um, my husband and I, we want to move to this small town. Do you want to come? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be real cool if you came, but instead, I'm going to plan a whole vacation to try for, to convince you to, try to, convince you to, to like come, it. And then try to make you fall in love with the townie so that you stay instead of just being honest with you. Again, good. I, I see your point, but I also see, like, she her sister's a boss-ass bitch. Like, imagine turning around to, like, a headstrong individual and being, like, yeah. th- like see my side. Like, sometimes you're so one-track-minded, yeah, like, which maybe like she you did have see. To. Yeah. yeah, no, I get where she was coming from. Me too. From. And like I said, like, obviously, as a plot device, they had to, she had to be doing that. Yeah. You know, but... Um, like when Nora has like the panic attack kind of over it and like Charlie's like in his room and I like how she has to run to him like she kept thinking like where to go yeah because it's true like when you have a panic attack like there's a flight instinct and like yes. so it's like you want to go somewhere it was just so freaking cute that all she wanted to do was go run to Charlie she literally says it at one point that I think it's when she's with Shepard and she was like my body like turned towards like Charlie instead mm-hmm. or like she was they were doing something and she literally like it's like a conscious thing where she's like I'm here with him, but I'm, like, still, like, I know Charlie's not here, but I'm still, like, looking for him. It's so freaking cute. Also, can, can Emily Henry please um, make the cologne or perfume called <gasps> book? The Cedarwood no, and Amber Blend? I found it's real. What? Yes. You didn't share this information with me? How dare you? I'm so sorry, but no, apparently it's real. Teresa Marie. I didn't buy it. I need, like, seven seconds of just ignoring you. <laughs> That's, that's fucking <laughs> that's rude, but okay. I'm kidding. I'm really kidding. Oh I'm my god, that is like information I'd want to know. No, I thought that we talked about it. I got, I got distracted. Wait, we did talk about can it. Can we go back to Libby for seven seconds? Because there's of one course. thing I think I really do agree with her, and it's on page one fifteen. Okay. And apparently, Libby at the end of every single book would want an earth-shattering orgasm. 
like yes. in the book, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Speaking of the end of books and the one um, character flaw for Charlie, how he, if he really likes the book, he doesn't read the end. Because he doesn't want it to end. I'm sorry. If you spoilers for Crescent City Two, House of Sky and Breath, um, you, you have to read the end. Yes. <laughs> okay, I, and I will. Say, I won't say the spoiler. I won't say the spoiler, but. You, you miss out if you don't. If you don't read the end, you miss out on a lot of good stuff. But I can understand. Like it's almost, it's almost like the throne of glass. Like not to get off topic for a hot minute, but like I almost didn't want to finish Kingdom of Ash because yeah, it was just you're never gonna like be in the series again for the first time. I know, time. but just like I not read the last like, I know, chapter I know, I know. of a book, Charlie. I know. Come on, Charlie. I would I would tie him down. I'd be like Charlie, we're gonna try something new, and then I would actually just read him the end of a book. Speaking of Charlie, their banter is goals. No, it's so good. They're so witty. I'm envious of witty people, aka like you. You're witty. Like I thought it was just so good. It was so good, and it was so well. It like the writing it flowed so well. Like there's a lot of books that I really like, but the banter doesn't flow that well, or, or some of it's like choppy, or it's more one sided. Where maybe yes. the guy or the girl's just better at it, and like they both contributed so well towards it. It was beyond. It was so good. All you can do is just sit there and smile. Like I'm, we're gonna finish recording this, and I might, I, I want to reread it. it. (laughs) And I'm not like when I tell you that I really don't, I don't do rereads. Um, I normally buy audiobooks, and I've heard that the audio actually for this is really, it's done really, really well. Um. So maybe wait. I'll do the audio. You no, maybe I'll reread. Oh it. my goodness! Oh, I can't even. It's so good. Wait, more relatable content for all of our book lovers out there. It's from Charlie. Charlie's name is Tenora. You're in books. Of course you don't have a life. None of us do. There's always something too good to read. He is not wrong. No. I mean, Give like, me we a had, book and a couch. We've or had like, this conversation, though, like how... Like, for, okay, so, I mean, I don't know. We went kind of berserk this month on books. And by we, we mean you. No, you've read a lot. I've read a lot. Where'd you find all this time? I think I don't are know. you at eighteen now or something? It's I, kind of an outrageous number. It's an outrageous number. Honestly, for sometimes I feel I'm not like competitive at all, really. No, I am. I oh, say I'm that. not. I, but, but there's some there's a drive there. Yeah. Like you want to do well. I think I just watched you sort of was like, yeah, girl, you you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang back here. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, I don't know where I was going this month um, or where I was going with this comment about re- oh, basically what you were just saying. I, I told Katie, I was like, next month, like in June, like I have a lot coming up. I have a lot I need to do. And, you know, people put like reading goals. Like, oh, I want to read 12 books this month. And that's like a goal. I'm like, no, I have to cap myself. Like I'm yeah. only allowed to read like 10 books in June. Which you're going to, you're going to break your own rule. I, will, I know, but I'm trying not to. I know. Like, even if I finish 10 by the 15th, that means that for 15 days I can't read. You're not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do But that. also more relatable content, like just... I don't know if that's something that other people feel too. Cause, and it's not because of the, I don't want to call it pressure to read more, but there's just such great books out there. Yes. Like we see so many people post such awesome mm-hmm. sounding books that I, I want to continue mm-hmm. reading and straight off that large TBR list and just instantly download something just based off of stuff, like one quote. Oh, I downloaded everything off one quote. I've been like, I mean, if you, if you're still listening and you haven't read this, um, I mean, it's a it's a romance book, so I don't think it's super spoilery. Like, obviously, the, they end up together in the end, but um, 
if any of the quotes that we've read so far have not let's bust out some good ones because i'm here <laughs> let's see if we have the same one we probably we do okay good i'll go first <laughs> okay <laughs> this is from charlie so if you're the wrong kind of woman then i'm the wrong kind of man i had that reaction. and then you fucking undo me okay katie <laughs> Sorry. No, the you fucking oh. undo me. I literally have it undone a million times. It, it fucking oh. undid me. Me too. I screamed. I was on the floor. Like, and like, panting. Okay, so Emily Henry, like in Beach Lovers and People from New Vacation, there are a few spicy scenes. And the same thing with Book Lovers. It's not a spicy book, but there are spicy scenes. But the tension and the buildup. I think that's even better than the spice. Yes. It, and it's so good. Like, you are like salivating. You're just like waiting for it, wanting it. Yeah. Like the one scene, I think they're in the library, and he's like, I can't. Like he basically is like, I can't have sex with you in the library. But like he's so. But close they're to so the close. Water scene when yes. she's up against the rock. I'm literally panting. I think I had to take off a layer. Yes. And not that I don't like when it obviously happens because we do like spice. Oh, of course. And not that I'm saying I like to fade a fade to black. Cause I I get disappointed. Right. Not tremendously to the point where I won't read the book, but like it's or not pick a book up because of that. But the build up to me is just. It makes it, I like the tension, like insta-love to me, I'll read them, but it's definitely not a favorite. It's not a favorite. The tension, and it just, oh. it, it was, it, like the scenes were still so hot, even if nothing so was happening. Hot. I know, because the tension, it the was tension. so good. Wait, okay, another part, um, and if you're in your 30s, I feel, well, you'll understand it, um, she like drinks like a little bit, and she's like, apparently I drank enough to poison myself without even getting past tipsy. One of the many ways of being 32 absolutely rules. Because who hasn't had like two glasses of wine, gone to bed, like completely fine, and woken up the next day with a Hollow fucking heart. headache? Headache. Yeah. yeah. It's awful. We don't like, I used like to be used able to. to drink tar in college, eat an entire Domino's pizza, sleep for three hours, wake up and do it all again. And now I have two glasses of wine with dinner. And, my and I go to bed at 10 p.m. and I wake up the next morning and feel like I'm going to vomit. I love the days of like. Do you put random alcohol in a water bottle from your parents' cupboard or something? Yeah. And you don't even know what it is and how long no. it's been in your in your room. But then you're like, hey, let's go drink at a random field off this back alley where I'm yeah. probably going to be deceased and or unalived, and let me just bring this random bottle of alcohol to Yeah. Chug it, and yeah, just wake up totally fine the next morning. <laughs> Cannot. Yes. No. I haven't been able to do that for a long time. <laughs> I was like, um, I still do that. Not the stealing the alcohol and being in a ditch, <laughs> but, like, but like, you know, blackout drinking. Um, not a lot, but I, I still do it. Katie, I feel like you haven't done that in... I don't think I've had that kind of alcohol consumption since the age of 23. <clears throat> and it was, it was a, it's a great story. I will not tell it on here, but it's a fantastic story of my 23rd birthday. No, it was my 22nd birthday. Oh, sorry, 22nd. I wasn't there. No. Let's just say I was sleeping on the bar with two water bottles in my hand and then asked my dad if I could just... <laughs> Lay down and die. <laughs> he just, just gonna shut the live door. Here now. <laughs> after he found, after I got dropped off at home, it was not a good night. <laughs> okay, wait. I found. Okay, I found the quote about um, what she says about Charlie and like whatever. Okay, so she says, "I read once that sunflowers always orient themselves to face the sun. That's what being that's what being near Charlie is like for me. There could be a raging wildfire racing toward me from the west, and I'd still be straining eastward towards his warmth." <laughs> I'm just. I also really like. Oh, I just love it so much. It's just so good. They had. It, I feel like again, it was more adulty too, which was nice and yes. not. Well, because they're in their thirties. They're in their thirties. So but something relatable. That kind of like stuck me too is if I had to pick one person to be my corner, it'd be you. Every time you take a hair, care of shit. Yeah. And like I feel that like with like my husband, like 
Yeah, like I want my husband in my corner no matter what. Right. I think I take care of shit, and so does he sometimes. It depends. It depends on the task at hand. Oh, just more Charlie quotes when she's like, and by seeing, and by you've seen me, you mean you've watched me? Of course I fucking do. He says in a low rock voice. I can't stop. I'm always aware of where you are, even if I don't look, but it's impossible not to. He like loves the fact that she's so like driven and like good at her. Like he is her biggest fan. Yes, that's a great way to put it. And even before they like officially really met, like he's always been intrigued by her. Yeah. Which we love. I mean, I love that. I think they refer to her as the shark and he's like all for it. I think last good Charlie quote because I don't want to give them. Well, I mean, everyone's read this. Let's hope. Hopefully, um, you do have me, Nora. I never stood a chance. I literally. Wrote oh the yeah, book. I never. I'm completely deceased. <laughs> like literally, a puddle of mush <sighs> on the floor, dying. Melted chocolate ice cream is sprinkled all over top of me. That's how I felt. <laughs> lactate ice cream. <laughs> lactate. Katie oh. likes to. Um, we were together. <laughs> we were together this summer, laying by her husband's parents' pool, and she was like, "Oh, like." do you want some ice cream? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we go inside and she's like, oh, well, um, did you want sprinkles? Cause I only have a few sprinkles left. And I was like, well, yeah, a little bit. She's like, okay. She pours like three on mine and gets this off the rest. <laughs> then she's like, oh, um, did you want like Reese's on yours? Cause I only have like one Reese's like left. And I'm like, no, Katie, you can have it. So she like, I don't like, share food well. She had this full Sunday, and I had like one scoop of chocolate ice cream with like three ice cream. cream. <laughs> so nice. I also just walked into her house prior and literally just went to your snack cabinet to be like, Which, what do you have here? There's nothing there. Uh, oh. oh, it's just so good. Um, okay, let's talk about some of the book tropes in here that we liked so much. So much. So much. Friends. I mean, I consider this more of a, of a friends to lovers. Um, I don't. I mean, I think they started off on the wrong foot. I think then they immediately became friends, um, and then the lovers part was kind of. I mean, they didn't stand a chance. the The flirting and the banter started, I think, very early. It wasn't insta love though. I mean, they had to build up to that, but. Um, like she tried to hide from him. Yeah. Tried to get away from him. They both had misconstrued. I mean, honestly, if that was me, if I was in a small town and I saw somebody like from work that I wasn't like super like friendly with, oh, I'd hide. I would one hundred percent also avoid them. I do that now in groceries. Well, I don't go to a grocery store. I don't like grocery stores. But I feel like if I'm at oh, a I have, store yeah. and I see someone, I mean zero disrespect with it. Yeah, I, I just don't want to have small talk with no. people. I read the best thing, and I think it was an Instagram post or a tweet or something. And it was about a guy who saw a girl that he went to high school with, and he was trying to, like, sneak down a grocery aisle to get away from her. And all she did was walk past him and give him a high five. And I thought that was, like, the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I so, wish yeah, people I don't, would do that. I don't need to – if we haven't spoken in, like, 15-plus years, I mean zero disrespect. I hope all is well in your life and, like, you're happy and healthy. Yeah. But I don't I don't need to be like, hey, how's it going? Have you, what are you up to? What do you do for work? Like, we're good. Just yeah. carry on. Wait, sorry. I'm still, like, looking through all my notes. Um – they invite Charlie over for dinner, and he shows up, and she goes, um, he reappears looking exactly how he always looks, tidy, overworked, well-dressed, and like he wants to bite my thigh. You can bite my thigh. <laughs> I want to know what that look is, though. Sometimes I want to almost, I know some people do this, like they recreate, like not scenes or whatever it is, but like yeah. sometimes I just, I wouldn't be able to take this seriously, though. I think if Tom and I did these things, Tom's like, I don't know what you're doing, but like. 
Wait, go. <laughs> You're scaring me. Like, yeah, don't bite my... But, like, I want to know, like, the look on his face when he walked into the room that she was like, he looks like he wants to bite my thigh right now. What does that look like? Yeah. Please, someone explain to feral. us. Feral. An absolute feral Feral look. is a good way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. I know. Um, no, I also like how I used to do this, and I'm glad I stopped. But I used to read the last page of a book. I think that they bring that up. She does she that. She does that. <clears throat> I used to do that all the time. I'm also slightly obsessed with dedication pages. I love to read a dedication page. So oh, I love the funny. dedication pages. But I used to always do dedication page and last page and then jump in. And I'm very glad I stopped that. Yeah. And I've gotten better at spoiling books for myself. You have gotten better. Yeah. I think the last big spoil I did for myself was Ravenhood. Which I'm sorry. Yeah, about. yeah, I know you're so mad at me for this. Um, I think you need to go into Exodus blind, but Katie didn't. I was and confused. if you know, you know. I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, when did you fall in love with Charlie, Teresa Marie? Um, I think it was when they were playing pool. Good scene. It's just, yeah, and it's like early on, and like I think it's just because they were like so playful with each other. Yeah. Um, and she's feeling really bad about herself because of the book that her author is writing. She feels like she's the inspiration for the character. Um, and the character in the first few chapters is not portrayed in a good light. And Charlie's like, well, those are the things basically that I like about you, and he's trying to like put her in a good mood so they. He talked her up. Yeah. It's cool. He spun it. They I drink like some that. beers together, they play pool, they play around with each other, um, and they get to know each other, and they talk about their first meeting and why he was in a mood, um, which was because his dad had just had a stroke, and she goes into telling him about how her boyfriend had just broken up with her on her way to the luncheon, um, and they play pool together, and I don't know, there's just something so cute about it. She kind of swindles him, she like pretends like she doesn't know how to play pool, meanwhile she does, and he starts off playing right, like right-handed, but he's really left. a lefty. And you know, what? I really, I felt that to my core because I love when people are like, "Use your, use your left hand." Yeah. It's like a penalty shot, and I'm like, "Haha, you got it." I'll yeah, use my left, left hand. hand. <laughs> Katie's a lefty. If you haven't figured it out, um, so yeah, I don't know. What about you? When did you fall in love with Charlie? You know, I think I've, oh, I started to obviously like him during their witty banter because who doesn't? Right. But I almost felt when she kind of went off on that date with, what was his name? Shepard. Shepard. I always want to call I, him Sebastian. I know. And reason. I think I want to call him Steven or something. We were, we were not he agreeing. Forget, forget but it. But I think that almost hurt me as if I was the female main character. Like, cause you, that's when you realize that you actually I was like, like oh, him. I really do like him. Cause yeah. she's about to go off on this date and he seems like a wonderful guy. Yes. So much going for him. He's got it together. Obviously, the only downside in Nora's opinion, well, besides the fact that she liked Charlie, was the fact that he was never, never going to leave. Yeah. Um, the town. So that's mm-hmm. when I feel like, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. No, we like him, Nora. Don't do that. We must stay. We, we don't want to hurt Charlie. But also, like, we don't want to hurt Charlie, but it, I mean, yeah, I feel like as a female, you can understand that when you like, yeah. you're like, oh, actually, no, wait, I do like him. Like, I'm crushing, but like, it's actually like, Oh, I like you. Yeah. Hold on. And I do like the way she spoke to Shepard after the fact. So, like, I thought I thought that was a very mature thing to do. Yes. And I like that it wasn't, like, the Shepard thing only lasted, like, a little bit. It wasn't, like, a real, like, um, how many times love can I say, like, yeah. trying to explain it. But, yes. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> a love triangle. Um, they go on maybe 
like two dates. Yeah. Nothing and crazy. And you can tell she's not feeling it. Yeah. Almost kind of. And he's and once she tells him, he's very respectful about it. Shepard and Charlie are cousins, so um, she never really crosses like a line with Shepard um, where it would be like an, anything awkward. So yeah. I was happy that it didn't get dragged out. Agreed. I thought that like her, she was going to feel pressure from her sister to continue dating Shepard, and it was going to turn into like this like big love triangle, but it didn't. Again, to kind of, I know we keep saying the same things over and over again, but it was really nice to read a story about. There is nothing wrong with reading about main characters who are in their teens or 20s. I like it. Obviously, we're big fantasy readers over here. A lot of fantasy characters are younger. Yep. Younger in age, but in reality, they're like 500-year-old phase. But it was nice to be reading a story where they were adults. Yes. So this was a very mature story. Yes. And I feel like I very much appreciated it. I did. Like, do we make immature decisions still? Absolutely. Oh, all, All the time. time. Today, probably on multiple occasions. <laughs> probably Like right. when I got hungry and I like lashed out because I didn't have my second breakfast. I got hangry. That's every day for you. That's every day. Is it not a good thing? Absolutely. But I also do like, again, that I, I admire Nora for her drive, but it was nice to kind of see her take a step back and re like kind of reacquaint mm-hmm. herself with other human beings um, yes. Like taking time for her too, kind of just not that people need to change who they are, but sometimes it is nice to. We're so hustle and bustle. I feel like there's yes. like a one track mind to like go make a lot of money and like have this great career sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, at least maybe for like, I think you and I can relate to that a little bit. Um, like you want to be able to pay all your bills, have some spending money, go crazy, yep. live these lifestyles that you set expectations for. But it's kind of nice to also see a woman like step back and be like, hey, you know what? Like, I can be that lady, but I can also smell the flowers and relax and I think she work home. Yeah, and... I think she needed it, too, um, because she loved her job, and she likes working in the literary world, but she wanted to be an editor, but she kept holding herself yeah. back because she felt like she had to support Libby. Um, sorry, I said that, like, so rude. I, I do like Libby. Um, Very big sister- <clears throat> Yeah. I feel like I sometimes like I'm my not a big, yeah I'm the youngest. I'm a big sister like not my sister's extremely capable and she does so well for herself I'm very proud of her Gina if you're listening you know maybe like highlight that <laughs> but <laughs> that's your birthday gift <laughs> yeah exactly but like you do feel like this kind of like oof like I if you need something like I gotta I gotta help you yes and I feel like she felt that way a lot so I think it was honestly really beneficial for their relationship to have this time oh, right. because I do think it did I think that. Nora probably, yeah, I think that Nora probably too felt, um, or I mean, I'm saying that Libby felt a lot of pressure to live up to Nora's expectations because Nora was always giving and doing things for Libby that Libby probably felt like she had to live a certain way and do certain things because Nora was always sacrificing things for her. So I feel like it was a really, you know, good experience for the two of them. And I do think that it did help Nora prioritize more. But I also, I think, it, like, kind of going back to something that you said, too, about Libby and making her come down and all this stuff, I think it probably showed her, too, like, this is just what her sister really wants for herself, and she should go after her dreams. Yeah. And, like, that's great that you showed her and helped her open her eyes, but also, if this is what she wants to do, then let her go free. Yes, exactly. It was a really good story. I feel like there's a lot of take-home messages. There was a lot of, And I liked yes. it, because sometimes, like, we all need a reality smack. <laughs> or a check of some sort, or, like, you know, hold up. Yeah. Stop for seven seconds. Um... And I know that I know we talked about how like Nora likes to read the last 
page first. Um, and you said that Libby likes, or they say Libby likes to go in blind, which I feel like is kind of how we are. I think I kind of have been forcing you to stop spoiling things. Yes. But I'm I'm like a very go in blind You're kind a very of person. Girl. I admire you for it. I think it's really cool. There's a lot of times when I'm just like, oh, like people say this book is good. I have no idea what it's about. I'm going to buy it and read it. Like I just read the Shatter Me series and all I knew about it was Juliet and Aaron. I had no idea it was even dystopian. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised by that. But yeah, I'm more of a go in blind. I'm reading, or I should say I'm listening to, To Bleed a Crystal Bloom. It's really freaking good. But they definitely lead you with a little bit more questions than answers, which she does a wonderful job of giving you some info, but yeah. kind of holding back some stuff. Yeah. So you definitely want to keep going with it. But the psychotic individual that I am, I'm like searching the, the reviews. I'm like, wait, what is happening? Am I understanding yeah. this correctly? Like, I don't know. That's just one thing. I also do love how Emily Henry puts a reader's guide of Nora and Libby's ultimate reading list together at the back of the book. I know. I'm Please go like, look at it. Also, <clears throat> Verity's on it. Verity's incredible. I know. Like, do so we good. do we read it? Like, do, do we read this whole list? I want to be Nora. I want to be Nora. Would you? There's um. So there's readers' guides with questions in the back too. So I'm gonna look at some of them. But it's, would you really rather good. spend a month in Sunshine Falls or in Nora's New York life? And as much as I love New York, I don't want to live her life in New York if it means that I have to work. Like if yeah, we're living, if we're living her New York yeah. life. Does that mean I have to go to work? If it's just like, oh, we're going to her favorite restaurants and like museums and stuff, then then that's sounds great. Sunshine Falls, Sunshine Falls sounds like a, not the cutest town. No. Like it sounds like it has potential to be cute. Yeah. Almost like it needs like, like a town revamp. They need hometown from HGTV to come help them yes. out, you know? Like they've got it. They got the foundation of the good bones. But they just need like a little yes. pizzazz. Like spa. A little, little pizzazz. Yeah. I think I, you know how I feel about grass and openness. <laughs> um, um, yes, uh, I do know how you feel about grass. <laughs> um, I don't think it's, you know, Charlie initially set out to write and wound up editing. Nora wanted to edit and became an agent instead. Have you ever pursued something that led you in a different direction? I feel like we've both kind of been on the same. I don't like... <laughs> It's gonna sound really bad, and if you work with me, no, you don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily have like like she wanted to be an editor. Like that's a very like yeah. um, career driven goal. Yeah, I'm just. I never had a dream, dream job. job. No. I've also gone to school more times than I care to admit because I feel like I didn't. I was not one of those kids who walked out of high school. And was like, I'm doing this because I want to do this. Yeah, no, me either. I was just like, business because that's, everybody does business when they go to college. Yeah, I did biology. So I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I like biology and yeah, things like that. Though, honestly, it sounds like hard. my nightmare. <laughs> biology was freaking awesome. A cadaver lab was like, honestly, the coolest thing in the entire world. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, the I, human body is insane. I'll have to take your word for it. And I definitely have pictures, so I'll be like, oh, this is really cool. One of the other questions in the back is, have you ever felt like different places brought out different parts of you? Oh, my God, yes. Yes, I have I 8 know. million. Well, I would say I have, like, 8 million versions of myself because there's always, like, some semblance of Well, you're all, you are who you are in, yeah. like, at your core, but certain places really do. Yeah, like, workplace Katie is a little different from... 
outside yeah. hanging with you, Katie. Of course. Like if I'm meeting somebody new, I'm gonna put on a bit more of a yeah professional. Even I think probably when you like lived in South Carolina, like you were different than you were, or probably brought out like a different side of you. Whether that just be because the weather was different, so you were like more outdoorsy, or, yeah, because <laughs> it was sunny down there all Even the time. Even though you complained about it, you're like, oh, I just can't wait to get home and run in the. The cold. cold. Winters are now my favorite because in South Carolina, all you do is sweat. So I commend you if you live in, in the like, South you, or the heat. Yeah. Like, or like, I don't know. Have you ever been on vacation where you're just in a new place and you're like, wow. Like, yeah. you feel like lighter or like you're. I will say like South Carolina, because it's so sunny and nice there, it definitely just made mm -hmm. me feel overall better. I had a job that was outdoors a lot too. Yeah. That changed. And I still think just because I came from the North, I'll never forget when one of my student athletes was like, Miss Katie. You're walking real fast. I'm like, oh, so I should slow down. And it made me like slow down in all aspects of yeah. life, which is kind of nice. You kind of took a step back and made friends and were really polite to people. Yeah. And you spoke online when you were checking out places, yes. which is not something we do up in the north. <laughs> no, you know, I've always lived in New Jersey, but there, I have like that, like it's a, the, like the millennial complex of everywhere I go. I'm like, oh, I can really see myself living here. Oh, I do it all the time. Every everywhere time I, I go, go, yeah, everywhere I go, I'm like, <laughs> wow, I'm gonna live here one day. I'm trying to run a race, like a road running race in every state, and I feel like everywhere we go, Tom always looks and he's like, so can you see yourself moving here? I like, I even Minnesota. I was like, mm. he's like, we're not getting <laughs> coming to Minnesota. The winters are awful. I'm like, well, I mean. Yeah, that's I exactly. I absolutely love Colorado, but I Colorado hate awesome. the winter, and I they have rough don't. And yeah, and I do not do outdoor. Like I, I, I do not go outside in the winter. Um, we don't always ski and snowboard, or we do, but we choose not to. I, I know I went skiing one time and I fell the entire way down the mountain. Um, and uh, then, I never, then I never went again. I would just Find go. Us the lodge. I would go on the ski trip. It was like with school every Friday. We would go um, to like a local trip. mountain. I would go every Friday. My friend and I would sit in the lodge. We would eat um, chicken fries and French fries and drink hot chocolate. And Honestly, mom that sounds and terrific. Paid for like an entire season for me to go skiing. Bought me all new stuff, and I literally went down the mountain one time. Do your parents know this? Um, yeah, because they showed up as a surprise with the other parents to watch us <laughs> on Friday. And they found me and my friend Jackie. Oh, Jackie! Making, this not making snow angels at the bottom of the hill waiting That's for our friends. That's actually terrific. That's a terrific story. <laughs> and we were like, oh, whoopsies. <laughs> I can see your mom getting so pissed. Tink, she bought me it? all. She bought me and like a new outfit, a helmet, goggles, everything, and she just found me laying in the snow. And I was like, "Yeah, no, I tried. I tried once. <laughs> I decided to not." Continue. I decided to quit. Sometimes you just know that something's not for you. Yeah, I tried skiing too, and I'm, I just was like, "No, thank you. I shall pass." Yeah, I'll go with you to the. No, like, I'll probably no. do something else, and it's called running. No, but like when we go, when we were going to Vermont, like the boys would go snowboarding. Mm -hmm. We would just stay at the house and drink in the yard. And sit in the snow in our cute snow outfits. Yes. We made seats that one time, we remember? Did. And we made like cup holders. Yeah. They were jealous when they came back. I would be jealous of they us. They should be jealous. Yeah. And then we, we, we went sledding in the backyard too. That's yeah. That's an outdoor That's when sport. I had my broken butt and I, yeah. was still and I was still sledding. I know. You were a daredevil. I was. And then On we our next episode, on. we'll talk about my broken butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you wait? So wait, I need to know. I think we talked about this before too. Do you put yourself into the main character role um it depends on the story um i did see some of myself in nora but in this book i didn't 
Like, I don't know. I think that I was picturing her just, like, as her. Same. But, like, there are books where I'm like, oh, like, I mean, this is, there's, I'm nothing like Feyre. Uh, but in Akatar, oh, even totally Throne of Glass, Feyre. I was very, like, oh, picturing myself in those positions and, like, in those scenarios. Even though Crescent More City, so. I think it's so detailed yes. that you're seeing so much of the world. Yes. The world, that book is just so incredible. Yeah. And again, it's all we're here to talk about. But yeah, like, I feel like I saw myself in her role, but at times, definitely not. Yes. I think when it's, I think with fantasy, I picture myself more because it's a made up world. But like sure. in romance books, because it's set more in reality, I'm almost picturing it in my head as like a movie. Yeah. A, a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Full circle that Hallmark movie. <laughs> Honestly, in the back, um, in like the reader's guide portion, uh, Emily, like, she says something about Hallmark movies. Um, basically, it starts off. Yeah, she goes, I love Hallmark movies. I love the quaint settings. I love the excessive number of sweaters and knee-high boots. I love the aspirational level of commitment to a seasonal decor in every home. Most of all, I love the happy endings. And having seen enough of these low angst made-for-TV delights, I found myself fascinated with one particular iteration of the small-town romance. It goes like this. An uptight, joyless, career-obsessed main character gets shipped off from the big city they call home to conduct business in middle America. They don't want to go. They don't even have the right shoes for this kind of setting, which Nora doesn't have the right kind of shoes. The only time I was mad at Nora was when she wore heels, like trekking into town, and Libby offers her Crocs, and Nora's like offended that she would like, her sister would ever think she would wear Crocs, and as a person who has a collection of Crocs, (laughs) I take offense to that. Anyway, um, uh, where was I? They don't have the right shoes. Okay, but once they're there, not only do they manage to fall in love with one of the sweet small-town locals, but they also manage to learn the true meaning of life. Spoiler alert, it's not a high-powered career in a major metropolis. And everyone ends up happy. Well, everyone except for the ex, the woman or man left behind in the city, whose entire role is usually to call the lead character, embark at them over the phone, remind them that they went to small-town USA for business to conduct a mass layoff or to crush the local town emporium, so Big Toy can open its 667th location in the heart of a small town while maybe bulldozing a gazebo or two on the way. Basically, what she's saying is that she's an obstacle to the real love story um, and the meant-to-be relationship is like the small town and you're happier in the small town and you can't be happy if you're career-driven. Um, and that's basically why she wanted to write it from... Like, write the story but give it a different ending. I like that. It also gave me... Did you ever see the movie The Holiday with Cameron Diaz? Yeah. It kind of gave me those vibes, too, especially well, when she was talking about how she wasn't able to cry. Yeah. Because Cameron Diaz always tries to make herself cry, but yeah. can't every time a break That was happens. another... Okay, so I don't cry. Katie you, knows this about me. Yeah, you don't cry. I, I cry, cry over everything. maybe once a year, if if that. And um, it's because, like, dust gets in your eye. Yes. Like, I'm just not an emotional <laughs> person. So, like, with Nora's whole thing about she, like, doesn't cry and she can't cry, even when her mom died, she didn't cry. Like, I felt that to my core. Yeah. That's you to a T. Yeah. But it really gave me, like, literally it's page seven, and I wrote, gave me the holiday vibes, the movie. Because mm-hmm. it's so true. Like, she tries so hard to get herself to have emotions. Yeah. And she can't. And I think I think in the end, Nora does end up getting upset. She does. Right? She ends up, I think, with Charlie end up, ends up crying. Oh, anyway, so <clears throat> she finds out the end of the book, she's going to, uh, Charlie is quitting his role. Um, because he has to stay in town to help his parents run their bookstore um, because his dad and mom like, basically aren't capable of running it um, successfully anymore. Nora, um, he, what's the word? He like 
tells his boss, like, Nora would be good for the role. Oh, yeah. Kind of gives a recommendation. Yes, thank you, the recommendation. Um, so she, you know, she goes back to the city. She gets the editor role. Libby moves to the small town. Charlie stays back to help his parents. It's, like, months and months later on December yeah. 12th. I know. It's at 12 p.m. The best day in the world. Um, yeah. That Charlie goes back to the city. I'll scream until <laughs> you. But Charlie goes back to the city because he gets a new job at a different publishing house because Libby is going to help his parents run the bookstore. So sweet. I do also love that Charlie and his father had a little bit of a redemption. Yes. Very brief. Yes. But I thought it was really nice. It was really nice. Again, I think they both wanted the best for each other but weren't able to communicate that. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to Charlie and... And I think Charlie felt a lot of pressure because his dad was not his biological father. So I feel like he had to live up to certain expectations. and When in reality, he like exceeded them in his eyes. Yes. But he always felt like, oh, because he's not staying home and being a mechanic or doing these certain things, mm-hmm. that his dad wasn't proud of him. Meanwhile, his dad was so proud of him. His dad was like reading reading Charlie's like books that he was at. Like, he was just so pr- Yeah, it was so... It was, <laughs> it's touching. It was really, it was really nice. It was just a really well-written book. I have not one single... I don't have any anything to add. Like, there's no. nothing that I would change Same. about it. Literally nothing. It was incredible. Good I haven't book. felt that way about a book in a really long time. Same. Like, I didn't want to stop reading. And I was just happy the entire yeah. time. Yeah, I definitely don't think I've experienced this level. Of joy. Of joy, yeah. And that's the thing. It was, I mean, there were, like, sad parts when she's talking about her mom passing and all that. But this book was just pure joy, in my it opinion. Was. And so relatable. Um, so you mentioned Cameron Diaz, yes. which is funny because in my head, I was like, who would I cast in these roles if it was made into a movie? And my, in my head, I was like a young Cameron Diaz. Like I'm picturing like, I mean, have you ever seen the movie, The Other Woman? Do you think I've seen that movie? No, Katie doesn't watch movies or TV. Okay. Yeah. But she's not like that, this high powered, it's just like her vibe, like in that movie, she's like this high powered, like woman, she has a very good job. She's very career oriented, but I'm just like picturing like that as like Nora. She's very tall. She's beautiful. She's like got her shit together. Yeah. And for some reason, when I picture Charlie, I picture him as being mixed race. So like I picture him as like a Jesse Williams who, um, have you seen Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? I have seen that. Have movie. you seen the second one? I don't know Teresa Marie. I know I've read the books. <laughs> Um, he's also on Grey's Anatomy, which I know you. Oh know yeah, no, he's a cutie. Oh. Holy heck, yeah. Yes, that's who I that pictured as Charlie. Charlie. I don't know why in my head I was like, that was just who I was picturing the entire time. And I was like, the I two can, of them yeah, together. Oh, it would be beautiful. Oh my god, so beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I feel like Charlie. My mind is like not obviously buff, but fit. Yes. But nerdy, but not too nerdy looking. Yes. Kind of has like a boss personality to him. Yeah. It's like a Clark Kent. Yeah, and she describes him. She's like talks about his like big bushy eyebrows and his like curly hair. Yeah, yeah. It's but I don't know why this. I was picturing Jesse Williams. I mean, he's Jackson a fantastic Avery, but he just, pick. Yes, he's just Libby. A I don't know who I would pick, obviously, because I clearly don't really watch anything. Um, <laughs> but I see her as like this like peppy, happy, like sees the positive and everything. Blonde, curly hair. Curly hair. Yeah, just <laughs> like yes. just so cute. I don't know who I pick. Who was um, out there, T? I forget her name. Oh my god, it's gonna really bug me. She, okay, 
this is like a throwback. She was the lead in the Carrie Diaries on the CW. She played Carrie Bradshaw, like young Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, okay. Do you know? No. <laughs> look her up. Look up her name. Young Carrie Bradshaw. Just look up the Carrie Diaries. She, because she has blonde curly hair. She's super cute. She's just like tiny, like, um, Anna Sophia Rob. Yeah, no, click her. That's a bad picture. Come on. Oh, no, you're connected. Come on, Anna Sophia. I mean, she's a little cutie. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, but she in, has curly hair. In, in the Carrie Diaries, she has blonde curly hair. That's what I see. But she's this like cute, like little, and like, she's got this like little, like, like kind of squeaky, like little voice. I love it. That's exactly what I'm picturing. Yeah. And like Shepard, again, I don't know who I would cast, but I'm seeing him in my mind as like a good looking guy. Yes. Like nice, pretty brown hair yeah. that's like highlighted from the sun. Yes. Like, tan, kind of, like almost a surfer. Yeah, almost a surfer, but in North Carolina. Yes. With a little bit of some scruff. Yes. Almost like, dare I, mean, I say, Chris Evans, but not being Chris Evans, but a brunette. I'm fine with that. And if that's You'd want to end up with him. Then I will end up with Shepard. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, someone who's really good looking. Yeah. Because that's no, how I mean, yeah, and, and he seems like a really good Great guy. Great catch. Yeah. yeah. Like, should we move? <laughs> so, um, we're actually, this is the first and only podcast where I'm moving to Sunshine Falls. Shepard, I'm on my way. <laughs> That house he was building sounds magnificent. Oh my, it sounds amazing. Right? Another Grey's Anatomy, um, which I know you won't get, but when Derek builds the house on the mountain, and oh, that's what I was picturing the whole time. Obviously, it's not what I was picturing because I have not seen it, but I was envisioning a wonderful house in my mind, so I'd gladly go. Yeah. But yeah, um, I feel like, I don't know, is there anything else we need to talk about? I think we've dissected this really well. <laughs> I think we definitely... I mean, I think... Unless you, got, got, unless you want me to read more quotes. We no, could do that, but no. But I mean, we obviously overall liked it. I think they've gotten the point. Um, I don't want to even say that we liked it. I think that we need to absolutely say that we loved it. absolutely loved it. Love is even like, like not strong wanna, enough word. I don't want to put it on my bookshelf yet. I just want to stare at it still. I honestly on my have been walking. I didn't even realize that I ordered um, a signed copy as well. So I'm happy that I can destroy this copy when I like do like rereads and like taking notes in it. And then I still have like the nice pristine signed copy. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't even know when I ordered it. I can't find a receipt for it. Um, That's okay. But it came directly from um, Emily Howard's publishing house. Not like they sent it because they never – that's not how it I, – I obviously ordered it. Um, and I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it for you either. It's a good buy. Yeah. I would have – if you asked me should I buy this, I would have said yes. Yes. Because we do have to do that. We have to check each other. We very much enable each other though. And speaking of enabling, we enabled each other to buy The Deal with the Elf King? A Deal with the Elf King? Yes. And that's our next book that we're going to be dissecting. That's our next book club pick? Yes. yes. So on June 15th, um, we will be dropping The Deal with the Elf King episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so every Wednesday from here on out, we will have an episode. Um, so the June 1st, this one will drop. The 15th, Deal with the Elf King and um, we will put out a calendar for... Actually, no, June 15th is spilling the tea. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. How dare we? How dare we? Okay. We're going to talk all things books on June 15th. Yes. Anyone can listen. Anyone can join in. We'll be kind and tell you if we're about to spoil something. Because there definitely will be spoilers. We'll yeah. put them... We'll put spoiler any future words. spoilers 
in the um, podcast description for any episode. Um, this one we didn't, we actually didn't spoil anything. I almost gave a Crescent City spoiler, but I didn't. You didn't, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. That was a really big of you. And I then know. the 29th of June the 29th. Is when we'll talk okay. about Deal with the Elf Kid. Yes. Which again will be probably full of spoilers depending upon the talk. But again, I mean, it'll be full of spoilers for the book, definitely. Correct. Um, and then if we spoil any other books while we're talking about it, we will put that in the description or we will let you guys know ahead of the episode um, what to expect. Um, but yeah, we will continue to post our um, podcast calendar on our Instagram page, which is the bff.bookclub. Um, and then obviously you can follow us on TikTok as well. Watch us make fools of ourselves. Um, also at the bff.bookclub. Um, if you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, uh, books that you want to hear us talk about on future episodes, you can email us at the bff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. So if you've read Deal with the Elf King and you want us to discuss certain aspects, um, or if you have a recommendation for Good a instance. July, yeah, or July uh, yeah. book club um, pick, don't. We're very open to yes. everything and anything. Yes. We definitely, we, de- we definitely, that's that's a new word. We definitely tend to stray more towards like the romance or fantasy, but we are very open individuals. Yes. I have a few uh, mysteries on my shelf. I love a mystery. And a that I haven't gotten to. Um, probably not for a summer read, but probably in the fall we'll do like some like, Who doesn't some love a mystery spooky in the fall? mysteries. But yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Um, and thank you for putting up with us for our first episode. Hopefully it went well enough that you will come back back next time. (laughs) (laughs) And if not, we'll track you down. (laughs) We've read many ways of to unalive people. So beware. (laughs) I said that with love. I'm kidding. She's kidding. Um, for, for law enforcement purposes, (laughs) that was a joke. No, how do we how do we sign off? We have a couple. <gasps> I don't know. What do you want to do? This is Channel Four News. <laughs> say classy, San Diego. It's my line. <laughs> no, I say say classy. You say something. I know. Like it's like thank you. Yeah. Anyway. No. No. Anyway. Bye. Bye. <laughs>